Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Joe Lobick from Sacred Heart of Jesus Catholic Church in Wadsworth, my favorite parish, and my favorite priest. Welcome, Father. Thanks, Tim. Very nice to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you again today as we're going through the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, and we're discussing what we believe as Catholics, and in particular, we're talking about the Ten Commandments. And uh, today, we're going to continue our discussion on the Fifth Commandment, which is, Thou shalt not kill. And we're going to talk about abortion. And question 383 asks, why is abortion unacceptable at any phase in the development of an embryo? Well, basically, Tim, because we believe that life begins at the moment of conception. When though the sperm and the egg unite, life comes and God provides the, the soul to that new life. And so from that point on, that is God's property that is precious and sacred to him. And, there, and by that... It is precious and sacred to us, or it should be. That's what God wants us to do. It's not part of the woman's body. It's a separate life. It's not her property. It's God's property. It's not her right to decide to do whatever she wants with that. It's God's only God's right. So we have to respect that. And that's where our society, I think our society is coming to the point where they, I think everybody knows it's a human life. But they trump that with it's the right of the woman to decide. They disguise it with calling it reproductive health care and all kinds of things that this is between her and her doctor. Well, no, it's between her and God. But God has the best way. God has the best plan. And so if we trust in him and pray and turn to him, then we'll figure out the right way. He'll help us to figure out. Even if that pregnancy is something that was not planned, unwanted, say it's a teenage girl or an unmarried woman, there are still many things to be done. Short of killing that child, the child can be given up for adoption, which I, I personally think is the best thing any girl could do for her baby. As an unwed mother or a single mother, that's you know a very difficult situation. And who's going to suffer most is that child. So to place that child in a loving home with a mother and a father, that's the best thing and the most unselfish thing they could do for their child. We're also finding out that when women choose abortion, that that woman suffers the rest of her life absolutely with regret and, and horrible remorse. Yes, it, and not just sp- spiritually, emotionally, and physically. A woman has an abortion, there's a good likelihood that she may never get pregnant again. And especially as you have more, if you have two or three, then you're really really taking a chance. So women are hurting themselves, and that's what they don't realize. 
this isn't uh, sometimes even the government in their health uh, care mandate. I treat this as if it's some pregnancy is some sort of disease they have preventative uh, medicine for. This pregnancy is life. It's precious in God's eyes. It's his creation. It's not a disease to be prevented or tear, torn out of a, of a human body. It's something to be nurtured and cared for. Again, Father Frank Pavone, who's head of Priest for Life, said that if people could see what abortion really was, yeah. everybody would hate abortion because it is heinous. It's awful. It's the most horrible thing you can do, period. I mean, what could be more awful than killing an innocent baby in its mother's womb? I mean, I can't think of anything worse that a human being could do. Plus what it does to that woman. Sure. Because it's not going to go away. Because they have the whole movement in the church, you know, silent no more, in which women are coming forth more and more and sharing their stories and how this really has affected their lives and the suffering and the pain that they go through because they had an abortion. Mm -hmm. It's not a good thing. And And even in the case of rape, which is a tiny percentage of the pregnancies, it's still not the child's fault. You don't kill the child. Two wrongs don't make a right. Right. So killing the child, it isn't the child's fault that he was conceived or she was conceived. So again, as you said, we have to treat it as truly what it is, a gift from God. Life is a gift from God. And we are entrusted with that. In particular, the mother of the baby is entrusted with that precious, precious little gift. I'm I'm a grandfather for the first time, and my grandson is two years old. I just can't imagine anybody killing my precious little grandson at one or two years old when I see how filled with joy and how wonderful he is. How much more so in the womb when he's helpless and defenseless? Exactly. We wouldn't think of killing a one- or two-year-old. Exactly. But there's no difference just because we do it before they're born. It's still killing, taking an innocent life, and it's still wrong. Good point, Father. So uh, question 384 of the UCAT asks, can a handicapped child be aborted? Again, it's the same thing. It all comes down to the same thing. It's life. Whether that life is, is perfect in our eyes or normal in our eyes has nothing to do with it. God knows that child needs that love. And I have talked to all kinds of people who have handicapped children, and they would never do it any differently. It might be a a great uh, struggle sometimes, might bring difficulty into their lives, but the love and the happiness that comes far outweighs any of the so-called inconvenience or the problem of that child not knowing, not living the kind of life that we think that child should live. Well, that's all kind of relative, you know. That child is happy, content, and loved, and is a loving child, too. So they'll be all right. Let, let God take care of it. He'll, God doesn't create anything without a plan. That child could not be conceived if it was if if God somehow did not consent to it in the first place. We can't create life all on our own. I don't care what you do. God has to have a part in it. When a husband and wife, you know, express their love through sexual intercourse and a life is conceived, they join their 
creative powers with gods. That's the only way a human life is created. It's not just uh, that couple doing something physical. It's also God has a part in that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm reminded of Tim Tebow's mom was told to have an abortion because he was going to be all messed up with a lot of complications. And not only was he born a healthy child, but, of course, he went on to win right. a national championship of Florida and the Heisman. So there's there's one example. Another example is David Witchie is the one that I uh, knew. He, he lived for 20-some years, and he was a total joy, not just to his own family, but to our parish. Right, exactly. And, and so, again, that, again, it's a gift from God. We've got to keep that in mind, and it's, it's a privilege to be able to nurture that life and to be a part of, of that person's life. Exactly. Even if they're not, like you say, what we think is the perfect life or the perfect human being. Right. It's not for us to judge or determine. That's for God to do. Right. I know instances where a child is born that is never even gets out of a bed. It's totally helpless and has to be totally cared for. But I know in that case the parents, you know, keep these children at home they take care of them, and the other children in the family get involved in that, and they have a whole different outlook on life, a much better outlook on life because of that experience. So even though that child didn't have, wasn't able to run and play and do the other things, they still were loved and brought love into the world, and their condition is not forever. They will live so many days on this or years on this world, but God will reward them in heaven. They will have the fullness of life. That's a great point you make, Father. Even in those of us who don't have challenges physically, this life's only temporary. Right. And our whole job is to be faithful and to love God and love one another until the end so that we can get to heaven and spend forever with God and our loved ones. So that's a great point. If we do... Uh, have problems they're only temporary we got to keep our eyes on the prize which is eternal life with jesus forever so that's a great point father now let's talk about uh embryos and embryonic stem cells can experiments be performed on living embryos or uh, embryonic stem cells no because again that's human life that's life i don't care if it was conceived in the womb or in a laboratory dish it's still human life and we can't Take the take cells out of the uh, the woman the womb and horse around with it experiment on it no more than we would do what what Hitler did uh, with things experimenting on people you know there's a, a a reasonable thing there sometimes human experiments are necessary but it has to be done in such a way that the that person has full knowledge and full consent and their life is not necessarily in in any grave danger, anything can result. But that person has to be aware, and an, an embryo has no way of of consenting to that. We don't have the right to do that. That's and besides, the whole thing with embryonic stem cell research, and I don't know, you know, people won't admit it. It's a big flop. It doesn't produce any, hasn't produced one cure yet. But stem cell research, adult adult stem, stem, stem cell cells research, different has been wonderful and produced all kinds of great things or the stem cells from the uh, umbilical cord after birth those things are very helpful but embryonic stem cell research hasn't gotten anywhere 
So just to be clear, adult stem cell as well as uh, umbilical cord cells, that is okay. moral and acceptable by the Absolutely, church. because you're not destroying any life. Okay. Well said, so. Father. So question 387 in the UCAT asks, how should we treat our body? Well, always, again, with respect and reverence. That means we take care of it. We don't, you know, use things excessively, whether it's drugs or alcohol or, you know, dangerous drugs we shouldn't use at all. But there are, you know, there are moderation in those things and all the things we do, uh, uh, making sure that we are getting the proper rest and, and going to the doctor when necessary, when that comes up. We have to try to do those things. Again, this is a gift from God. This is a precious, wonderful gift. And so we have to take care of it. Sometimes we don't want to bother. I know I do. Who wants to go to the doctor? I don't like going to the doctor. Nobody does. But you have to do it sometimes. You have to take care of yourself. You gotta gotta know what's going on inside of you so that you can, you know, address those needs and, and do the, the right things so that you can continue to live and and love. Love God and love our neighbor and do the things that God has called you to do. Otherwise, we're just wasting our time and our life away. And we're not going to please God with our lives as we should. We're not living out his plan. Okay. Well said, Father. We've been listening to Father Joseph Lobbock from Sacred Heart of Jesus Catholic Church in Wadsworth. And this has been Tim Perry, your host for Faith with Father on Living Bread Radio, reminding you you're only one good confession away from being able to receive the Eucharist. Until next time, God bless you. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.